0: This is Calgary Today with Angela Kokot on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I knew there was a reason I liked the long-form census. I don't know, maybe maybe that's not where they got all this information. But you've been hearing about Statistics Canada numbers uh, since early this morning in the news. And of course, the one that really jumps out at you, me, well, probably the entire country, and it's not a surprise, but we know that the baby boomers, they just keep getting older, and we don't seem to be replacing the younger end of things here as we look at our population and the the recent census that has been taken. Doug Norris is chief demographer at Environics Analytics in Ottawa. He joins us today. Hello, Doug.
1: Hi, Angela. Great to be with you.
0: Do you think some of these numbers, though, did come from the long-form census that uh, we were complaining about, or is this even before that?
1: No, actually, technically it's from the short-form census, but it's all related to the, uh, the census program.
0: Well, then let's delve into some of these numbers because we can go so many different directions here, Doug, but, but I wanted to look more, first of all, just the numbers when we, we talk about our aging population. What are we seeing in this country?
1: Well, we're seeing uh, an increase in the number of so-called seniors, uh, fairly arbitrarily defined as over the age of 65. Um, and uh, the number of children under the age of 15 has been pretty constant. So we've seen that, what I think of as a tipping point now, where there are more seniors than children in the country as a whole. Now, that's not true in all parts of the country, certainly not true in your area, out in Calgary, Calgary is one of the youngest areas in the country. Uh, but nationally, we uh, we did cross over.
0: And and I don't think many people are surprised, unless of course what we've been seeing in our economy the last couple of years. But when you have a a young, dynamic workforce, you have younger people moving here and starting families. Is that how we uh, surmise That's right. that then? The,
1: Alberta has a very young population, really does stand out. Uh, you attract immigrants, you attract workers from other parts of the country, and you have a, a large number of women in childbearing ages, so a uh, fair number of births in Alberta, all keeping the, uh, keeping the province and, and the big cities uh, young. But, but you're aging as well, uh, a lot lower levels than the rest of the country, uh, but certainly more and more seniors in Alberta as, as well as everywhere else.
0: Doug, get into more details on this tipping point. So uh, how are you defining that, and why should we be concerned?
1: Well, I think it's it's just a, an indicator, really. There's nothing magic about it. Uh, but I think it does draw attention to the fact uh, that we are an older and older country. And I think that has uh, many implications at all levels of government and for businesses and, and other organizations. And demography is something, and the aging is a, a phenomenon that, happens very slowly, sort of evolves year over year. We've known this has been coming now for many decades, but it's been uh, pretty far off the radar. And now it's getting closer, and I think the impacts of that aging population are going to be felt a lot more in the next, uh, certainly 10 to 15 years.
0: And Doug, you're bang on. I mean, we've talked about the the grey tsunami, what's going to be happening as this baby boomer generation just keeps moving through one demographic to the next. Do you think... Oh, gosh, this probably is a loaded question, though. But do you think governments are prepared for it? And maybe it's not just on governments, businesses. It just seems so far reaching what we have to look at when it comes to an aging population.
1: Well, I think uh, we're seeing in, in our line of work uh, more and more concern and more and more questions ab- about what needs to be done by business. Uh, and government, uh, I think, is looking at it uh, more and more. We've seen it in the pension area where where some real adjustments have been made to deal with the older population. A lot of talk in the health care area. I'm not sure much action yet. And that's a big one, that uh, somehow we have to find a way of caring for an older population at uh, a lower cost than we uh, we do today or, or certainly the health care costs will go through the roof.
0: And you're right those are sort of two key areas health care and pension because as they age who's going to be taking care of their health but also financially are they going to be set up probably I've got younger listeners who are saying they're better set up than will be when we reach that but uh, that's for another conversation. So I want to go back to how prepared we are, because as we focus on 65 plus, do we have to watch what is happening on the other end? You say under 15 has remained fairly constant, that population growth?
1: Yeah, in terms of numbers, it's, it's, uh, the numbers have been been pretty much the same now for uh, for quite a few years, and that simply reflects the fact that the fertility rates in Canada have been pretty constant now for 20 or 30 years
0: constant good or constant bad? Well, um, (laughs) I I don't
1: uh, judge it as being necessarily good or bad. It's uh, it's a low level, but the whole world is, is seeing the fertility rates go down. Uh, here in canada we've we 've sort of dealt with a low fertility rate by having a, a pretty healthy level of immigration which balances that in some ways, and that 's why we 're uh, still a growing country uh, and relatively young on the international scale're other than the u s we 're the youngest country in the g seven for example nowhere near japan uh, that is much much older mm. although we 're heading in that direction
0: yeah, and so again, back to government policy we've got a strong immigration system but that's something that we have to keep an eye on as well because uh, for every 65 or older who's leaving the workplace do we have someone who's able to step in
1: well right now we're about in balance we're not uh we don't have a declining uh workforce and, and if we look ahead uh probably won't go into decline uh, at least in the in the medium term uh, but we're not growing the way we used to. And so uh, that is the difference, and that does have an, uh, uh, an impact on our economic growth. There's no doubt that an older population uh, does tend to drag the economic growth down. Uh, older people have smaller households and, on average, uh, spend less in the consumer marketplace than people raising young families. And so that keeps our overall consumer pot down. And that's a big part of, of our economic growth.
0: I'm glad you mentioned households, because even when we're talking physically houses, that's also something that cities have to take into consideration, correct, as far as where are those 65-plus living? Are they staying in the neighborhoods that they raise their family? Are they moving into higher-density areas? Is that something also that has to be on the radar for cities? I
1: think for sure that's, that's a really good point you bring up. And I think especially in our suburban areas, uh, the suburbs have been developed around our big cities basically for young families and now some of those suburbs that were started in the 70s and 80s uh people are aging in place in those areas and the kids are leaving home and so there may be an empty nest couple uh, or an older woman who's uh, outlived her her husband or partner on their own and many times we hear the older population really does want to to age in the community that they're used to. They made friends, they have networks there, their children may be close by, uh, but they may not want to live in the big four- or five-bedroom community anymore. And so looking for options and I think we've seen, uh, even in the recent past, a big pickup in the construction of condos, uh, high-rise apartments for rentals. Uh, I know here in Ottawa, There's a fairly big pickup in the older population selling their homes, moving into a rental, often quite high-end rentals, uh, but nevertheless. So we're seeing that shift in the housing industry for sure.
0: Yeah, and then what about the seniors who decide that I want to stay here, but the suburbs were made or planned with a car in mind as opposed with people who may no longer be able to drive.
1: Yeah, that's a a real challenge. And I think our municipalities and regional governments have to have a hard look at what can be done to accommodate and to allow older population uh, to still live in in their communities. And you're right, many of those communities have no sidewalks. You couldn't walk even if you wanted to. And the day is not far off when, uh, unfortunately, uh, many of us won't be able to drive and won't be able to get around. And that's going to have implications for businesses. Maybe the groceries will have to be develop, uh, uh, delivered, uh, as it was many years ago. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, so. what's old is new again.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but Back Doug, to the prob- future. I yeah, think.
0: right. But right around that time, we're going to have self-driving or autonomous vehicles, so well, that, that problem will be solved.
1: <laughs> yeah, that may... <laughs> Uh, We do have a history of things and technology in particular coming along, and and they do solve some of the problems that we foresee, but uh, but by no means know it at all. And I think a lot of... uh, uh, attention needs to be given at the local level by local governments even offering the services and the programs you know parks and rec programs uh need to now look at a many more older people who are interested in spending their leisure time exercising and doing other activities
0: yeah wow <laughs> what a great uh, kettle of fish we have opened here doug thanks so much for starting the conversation
1: been great talking to you.
0: Bye bye, Doug Norris, chief demographer and Vironics Analytics in Ottawa. After the break, I want to bring back a guest we had a number of uh, months ago, and and it was particular to the topic of staying in the suburbs. Are suburbs the best place for people who don't want to move into the inner city, or how cities have to really start looking at planning when it comes to this aging population? I've got Glenn Miller coming up next. Always revealing when you start to look at census numbers and what it means as far as the current snapshot, but what it really means for the future. And we are focusing more on what is happening when it comes to those 65 and older. I know they're grouped as seniors, but uh, seniors sometimes has a negative connotation. But when you hit that age of possibly retiring, are you staying in the suburbs that you raised your family? Are you moving into the inner city? And and we have had some interesting numbers when it comes to Statistics Canada showing that there is a growing number of seniors who are choosing to stay in the suburbs Glenn Miller, a senior associate with the Canadian Urban Institute in Toronto. He joins us today. Hello, Glenn. Good afternoon. Is that what you're reading from the news reports and the numbers that we are seeing? And I know it's different for every community. We're a big nation. But we are seeing a lot of people who are choosing to stay in the suburbs that they raise their family.
2: Yes, I, I think that's an um, accurate observation. I, but I, I think there's a nuance around the word, word choosing. Mm. Um, I think a lot of people uh, don't give it uh, a lot of thought. We know from surveys, but CMHC and others do, that uh, people say, yes, we want to age in place, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that means. Um, but uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the challenge is that the people are um, not... Uh, inspired, uh, to move. So inertia plays a, a big role. Uh, research that we've done has identified Uh, two different um, trends. One is what you might call push factors uh, where people for health reasons or economic reasons have to leave where they've been for uh, very comfortably for for decades. Um, The other trend which is less noticeable is what we call a pull which is where people have uh, the inspiration to um, uh, move to somewhere that they consider more attractive. So the concept of empty nesters that we've heard so much about over the years—the um, opportunity to to move to places that fit need you know you need to older, um, we're still uh, developing that market. It's still in its early stages.
0: Mm, I, I like that, that, you know, the idea of it's not necessarily choosing and uh, when you look at the pushing and the pulling. So then if you are in the push factor where you have to leave your home, as you say, because of economic reasons or health reasons, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if, if there's somewhere that's pulling them that is going to fit the needs, especially for affordability or health needs?
2: Yeah, well, it it is actually one of the... um, It's kind of like an iceberg. It's below the surface at the moment, but it's going to get... uh, um, a lot of attention in the years to come. There was a very interesting study in uh, northern Ontario um, where they were looking at this phenomenon and the market uh, for, um, for uh, you know, the market housing, uh, if I can put it that way, uh, is not very strong in northern Ontario relative to southern Ontario. And so the condition of people who needed to leave their single family dwellings uh, and looking for somewhere to go, um, there weren't the options. And a lot of people were ending up in long-term care, not because they needed to be in long-term care, but because there weren't any physical opportunities um, that that, that met their needs.
0: And, you know, go back to the pull factor. And as you say, that Mm. still has to be developed. But sometimes I think the only pull option is a downtown condo and i don't know if everyone who has raised their family or you know spent a lot of time in the suburbs necessarily wants to trade up for that
2: yes you know and i i think uh, as our um, metropolitan areas mature uh the, the what we want to see is more opportunities uh not just in downtown so yeah. Uh, areas that, uh, we think of as mature suburbs, there are opportunities to redevelop, uh, sort of feeling shopping centers and things like that. Uh, if you have an eye out for the opportunity, uh, we can actually create a housing stock that meets the needs of, um, of everybody, but in particular, uh, all... Old-
0: And Glenn, I know we're kind of uh, losing your line here, but let's see if we can keep you for a couple of more minutes because I know I I can only speak for Calgary, but we have seen developers shift because, and I think the last time you and I talked, when you think of how the suburbs began in the 50s and the 60s, it was all just R1. All it is is the single family homes. But now at least we're seeing developers in those suburbs or creating those suburbs that are are way more unique and and maybe that is the idea of aging in place i can at least still be in my same neighborhood but i can move to a townhome or maybe a four-story apartment as opposed to thinking that i've got to give it all up and go into the inner city
2: that's exactly right and and i think that what we want to uh if we took a look at the concept of age friendly what does that mean it means Uh, being uh, able to uh, live in a place comfortably at every stage of your life. And so the more options we have in in mature suburbs, uh, the better. And as you say, uh, developers are starting to to, to meet that need. But we need to uh, put a push on that. And uh, planners and developers and politicians have to work together to try to create that collaborative, uh, exciting environment.
0: Is that the push factor? That's the pull factor. That's the pull factor. Yeah, you You got to make the push. You got to make a push for the pull. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You've got to be inspired
2: to make that push.
0: Yeah, and and I know I'm talking about people just within the same city, but we have lots of people once they hit 65, they've got to make that decision back to this pull factor that they might not even be staying in the same city. So there's a whole other conversation about where do you move and what does that mean to the overall housing market. It can get a a little daunting.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, the long term, uh, the the numbers show that uh, there there are particular areas that are from other parts of the country, like Victoria or Niagara, um, because of climate reasons, perhaps. Um, But the overall numbers of people who move to different cities is not that large uh relatively speaking uh when people do move they tend to move in the same uh, city and i guess what we're really talking about is aging in places uh give me an opportunity to age in the familiar neighborhood that i've known for yeah. uh, known and loved for all those years yeah
0: that's great glenn uh thanks so much for uh joining in on the conversation Anytime, Angela. Thank you. You bet. Glenn Miller, he is the senior associate with Canadian Urban Institute in Toronto, and I know his phone was just starting to break up, but um, he was saying when you look at places like Victoria and Niagara where you think those are natural retiree draws, that it isn't that significant compared to people just moving within their own their own city. So now I have to hear from you because I'd like to think that we have a more mature audience Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. What are your plans when you hit sixty-five, or have you already made a move where you have left the home that you possibly raised your family? I'm, I'm just curious about how things have changed for you in the housing market and uh, what you have looked for. When uh, Glenn was talking about the push factor and the pull factor. All pretty interesting concept. So I've got texts coming in. I need some phone calls, 403-974-8255. Let's take a break for news, and we'll continue the conversation on the other side of the half hour. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.